The test squad is out for two tests up against India, and the coach is back. He joins us now. Gary Stead, welcome to the programme. Hi, Darcy. I trust you're well and rested as well, Gary. I'm very well, yeah. No, it was nice to spend uh, a little bit of time at home with the family. And was that basically the crux of the whole time you spent off, just away from cricket? Uh, Look, I think New Zealand cricket are trying to do the right things by... Um, I guess looking after their their staff first and foremost, and we do it with players all the time. And we've been talking a long time about making sure that our our staff also get get rest periods. Um, I, I think one of the misunderstood facts uh, around coaching is most of your work's actually done when the game's not on. When uh, so it's not actually when the game's on; it's when it's not on, and that's that's our busy periods. So you felt you needed that time, and you wanted to do that. Oh, I didn't necessarily want to do it because I think any time you take away from the team can always be difficult. But I, I understand the logic behind it, and I think in the in the big scheme of things, having opportunities for other guys and and also ensuring that our systems and in, in the Black Caps team isn't reliant on one or two people is actually a really good thing for us. How did you feel about the response to that time? Because the timing probably wasn't ideal considering the results. Were you surprised at the backlash? Uh, yeah, I guess I was. I, I didn't think I had. I, I should have that much impact either on, on I guess, the media and, and what was going on there. But look, I, I understood uh, why the backlash was there. I, I guess I still stand by the the reason that New Zealand cricket are, are doing this is, is the right things, the right thing for their people. Um, so yeah, I mean that decision was made. In retrospect, would you do? Would you engage in the same timing again? Do you think, Gary, if the choice was yours? I think the only thing we'd probably do different would be to actually communicate it possibly better. And and I think if that was done, it might have taken the sting out of, a, I guess, a lot of the backlash from people. So you spent a bit of time with the family. Did you eyeball any of the cricket at all, or was it a complete break? No, no, I watched every ball, as, as I imagine every other punter does when you're at home. And look, you're always in regular contact as as well with the the people in the team. So I certainly knew what was going on. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's certainly different. I felt very nervous watching it from home. (laughs) Did you learn anything about your game when you weren't actually involved with the team? That must have been, was it it helpful? Oh, I think you always look and you're trying to find little areas of the game where you can where you can make improvements and I mean that's part of I think uh, the the role of being a, a coach as well is, is to try and find those small gains and small margins that you can take place and I guess for me the pleasing thing was some of the things that didn't go so well in the T20 series that guys were able to adjust immediately and and, and put that in place in the ODI series, and, and that for me was was really encouraging. So, as far as input is concerned, though, you didn't have a great deal on your holiday. That was part of it. Say that again. Sorry, I missed that. You didn't have a great deal of any input at all during the time you were away. No, no, I, I definitely had input into how things. I mean, the planning for a series like this goes on well in advance. So Shane Jurgensen, who led the team, and I had. Certainly had a lot of chats around it and the, and the things that we were looking to achieve. Right, so you've got a test series starting, and after what happened in the T20s and on to the ODIs, there's so much writing on this. You've named your team. It's a, a 13-man selection. I suppose, first up, um, the catalyst for not including Mitch Santner. Yeah, I mean, a really tough decision because Mitch has been an, an integral part of the, the test team, especially in home conditions for, for a long time. But we just felt we wanted to look at, a, I guess, 
Ajaz Patel, who, whose record away for us has been outstanding in the in the tests overseas, but he also has a a very very good domestic record here in New Zealand as well, and, and understands our conditions well. So that was the key catalyst behind, I, I guess, the change. You've been quite loyal to players. In fact, that's a hallmark of New Zealand cricket. That must have made it more difficult than normal. I'm presuming it's always difficult. Um, I mean, the, the the players, you know, the efforts and that that they put into it as well, and. And I think uh, loyalty is something that uh, is, is very, very important to the team as well. I mean, we I don't think we're a, a country that's big enough with enough, I guess, resources that you can just throw people around and, and I guess, not look after them as, as people as well. And so every decision we make, I certainly, I certainly take them personally and, and they uh, are always tough decisions to make when you're leaving someone out. Black Caps coach Gary Stead joining the programme. How did Mitch take the news and what did you leave him with as far as a way to get back into the side again, Gary? Mitch, Mitch is still a young spinner. I mean, he, he has to, I guess, learn that attacking uh, instinct a little bit more. And you've got to remember that Mitch has grown up, I guess, and being thrust in some ways into test cricket at a very early age without a lot of first-class cricket under his belt. So... He'll go back to uh, Northern Districts and work alongside John Bracewell there, which is a great mentor to have as well, um, to, to hopefully help him develop those skills. Kyle Jamieson's been one of the big winners over the summer so far. You spent a bit of time coaching him when he was playing for Canterbury before he deserted the Red and Blacks and tore off back up to Auckland again. What do you like about this guy and his progression that's taken him through the ranks and now to a test selection? Uh, well, I like a lot of things about him, but I guess the key thing that's very obvious that stands out is... He's six foot eight, comes from a good height and, and just means he can bowl a nice full length and make it uncomfortable for the batsman still because of the extra bounce that he gets. And I think you saw in the in the series there this uh this India the ODI series that um batsmen at times don't want to get in behind the ball because it's awkward there and that just brings his slips into play too. So I guess Kyle has a has a point of difference over all other bowlers in New Zealand with, with that fact that he he does produce something a little bit different that physically they just can't do that. Would that point of difference be a possibility of him maybe pushing his way into the side at the expense of one of your old school? Oh, look, there's always that possibility. I mean, he's, he's in 13. Unfortunately, in a game of cricket, you can only play 11, and that are decisions that we'll have to have have to have a look at when we get down to the ground and, and work out what's best for us. But until we get there and look at the, I guess, the conditions, we won't make that final decision. What about uh, Matt Henry? How's his hand? What's he looking like? No, Matt, Matt's uh, available for selection. I guess that's Kyle's come in for, for traditionally where, where Matt has been, and, and I guess, in that spot. And I mean, it's a, again another really tough call to make because Matt Henry's done nothing wrong either and, and his, his opportunities have been limited, but we just felt this was the best balance for the squad. I think Gary Stead, most cricket fans in New Zealand are very relieved that one Trent Bolt is back in the middle again. It'd be hard to keep him down, wouldn't it? Yeah, it will be. Uh, lucky Trent always brings plenty of energy and stuff to the side as well. And great to have him back. I mean, again, the left arm that just provides, a, again, a point of difference and, and something different that certainly balances up our attack. So hopefully uh, we've got good swinging conditions there in, in Wellington when we start on Friday. And, and can start the, the game he started at the MCG. So we've got um, Tom Blundell's found himself as a, an unlikely opener. Uh, tell us about his re- retention, I suppose, in that role and what else is happening around the traps concerns a, a full-time replacement, or, or is it Tom? Uh, look, I think I think Tom's been in the, waiting in the wings for some time. He's been in a really difficult position the last 18 months to two years of 
in, in many ways being a travelling tourist of, of getting limited time in the nets. But when he when he has taken that opportunity and and got 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 chances to shine, he's made every post a winner. And um, I, I guess some people would say that the, there was a risk in, in having him open at the MCG, but he paid us back in spades. I guess with his performance there, especially in the fourth innings against what is one of the best bowling attacks in the world, and certainly showed that he's he's got the temperament and the capability to to be able to fill this role. Whether it's long-term or not, who knows? I mean, that's why we have New Zealand A tours and things like that. Um, got a number of batsmen. Uh, Will Young, for example, who has been selected in the past and the, the, the match against Bangladesh that was un- unfortunately called off because of the, the shooting in Christchurch. Um, he's still coming back from shoulder surgery. But he, the likes of Will are, are logical people who are in our, in our thinking as well. But at the moment, um, it's, it's blundles to lose, I suppose, if he performs well. Well, look, I mean, yeah, as I said, Tom did really well for us in, in conditions that I'm not sure you're going to get much tougher than that around the world. So we believe in Tom. We believe in the temperament that he has, and, and hopefully he can he can go out and, and, again, prove that it's a good decision. 100 T20s, 100 one-day internationals coming up on Friday, 100 test matches. Ross Taylor is a dead-set freak, is he not? Must be wonderful to be around a character like that and a man who produces so many runs at so many levels. He doesn't look like he's getting any older. Was going to sit down anytime soon, Gary. No, he, it's, a, it's a phenomenal uh, achievement that the first in the world to do so. And look, I mean, Ross has been around the New Zealand team for a, for a long time now. But as you say, his performances certainly aren't waning at all. And that's that's really encouraging for us. And I'm sure for Ross, that hopefully he's got plenty of time left in him as well. So, no, a, a fantastic achievement, something I know the team are really proud of as well. And I know, certainly know Ross will be.